Hello, and welcome to the podcast, How to Design a Resilient Curriculum. I am Tikva Breimer, independent senior advisor, teacher trainer, and founder of Studio Blended. Today I am inviting you into the space as we delve into one of the most contemporary and essential aspects of education as the world opens up after lockdowns. How to design for blended teaching. Where should we begin? If you came here to discover how to bring back simplicity and an integrated approach to blended curriculum design, you came to the right place. We have some 15 minutes for today's special edition and solo deep dive, so let's begin. Consider this finding from a center of excellence in teaching at a leading technical university in Europe. In the future, we will not talk of blended anymore. We will simply talk of good education and naturally it will involve a thoughtful integration of face-to-face -face and online learning. Let's unpack that in this special edition to open up our imagination and find new inventiveness around pedagogy. We must first set the common ground. What is blended? Let's clarify this term so that we are on the same page. First, we need to solve some confusion with the term hybrid. In the US, the term hybrid is often used for what we in Europe call blended learning. The term hybrid is also used in the corporate world for what we would call blended. Employees can work either remotely from home or in the office face-to-face. -to, -face. to contrast, hybrid in education in Europe means simultaneous teaching, whereby online and in-class learners are mixed. Here's the catch. Blended as a term might be confusing, but in essence, it is not a concept. It is not a hype. It is a design approach and a direction in which good education is moving. To us, Blended is all about this thoughtful, deliberate integration of face-to-face -face and online learning and teaching. Let's voice some fears and pains with this blended direction first. An occurrence that longed to go back to how things were before lockdowns. Here's one voice. If we go too much into a cyber university, what about all this campus space being idle? And if online is mostly self-paced, what about our teachers' salaries over time? We must stay in the status quo to save our universities. Here's another voice. If innovation in pedagogy is required for face-to-face -face time, such as no longer using it for talks and PowerPoint presentations, we do not have the right physical spaces in our ancient campus buildings. We have classic classrooms, the frontal seat, the desk, and rows of seats behind it. It's frustrating us to innovate. Or this voice. How do we create safe spaces online for students to unlock deep learning, to dare to make a mistake, to dare to try, to experiment, to share? Cannot even be done online. Or this one. If emergency teaching was not what Blended has to offer, then what do we do instead of what we always used to do in face-to-face -face time, like ending a course with student group presentation? What must we do instead online? I need continuous professionalization on the job as I run into these challenges. What do those passionate about this blended direction of good education say? 
Here is a voice. Flexibility is the new salary. A competitive salary is no longer enough after our universal experience with flexibility during lockdowns. People want the freedom and trust to feel committed and connected. Employees, such as teachers, want to choose for themselves when to work, how they work, and from where they realize their work. It's impossible to turn this force back in time, and it applies to the current workforce, but equally to the future of work of our students. Their work will require flexibility and autonomy. We must prepare them by giving them the experience already now. Or this voice. Let's ask those who want to go back to classic teaching a very critical question. Who wants to go back to traditional? Is it the administrative body or... Because perhaps, probably, it's not the students who want that. Some students may have never experienced university education without flexibility since they started during lockdowns. How do they feel about face-to-face? -face? What is their normal way of learning? Consider this voice. We must break open traditional education, decentralize it, to allow other learners who are farther away from our campus to access good education too. Or this voice, our university formulated an ambition for equality, diversity and inclusiveness. Flexibility and accessibility allow those who have health preconditions to their schedules to still follow our degrees because they can follow in their own pace and timing. Or those who must work on the side in daytime to afford education in the first place to study at their own time. Or the last one, how about this voice? We are so motivated to turn our decade-strong short course, which we always delivered fully face-to-face, -face, into a blended course, to keep it affordable as regulations with subsidies change for students. How do we design it well to be good education? It seems that most of the very valid and understandable concerns raised with blended are even so related to a time of transition. One that likely takes up to a decade, but is definitely irreversible. We have to let go of some aspects of how we used to do education. Naturally also, with the world currently being in a liminal space, we are called to use our imagination. We must become inventive based on the limitations we face, so that we can innovate in the direction of good education, even in a liminal space. Clearly, we as educational professionals might risk ending up in a heated, even generational debate between ideological standpoints, pro or con blended, which would be a dead end of taking sides. In reality though, taking sides seems somewhat irrelevant. We can bring in examples from different points of view that in the real world start to move in a similar direction, using the same instruments, all because at the end of the day this is not about blended. This is about the question, what makes good education? Let's think of this analogy. Imagine you draft a master plan for a metropolitan city. If you and your interdisciplinary team don't know the future, it is not about political and ideological standpoints of pro and con, and it's also not about finding a consensus between opposing points of view. Instead, you need to know where you are going to and work with what is imperfect. It's not about a vision, a final product of what you want, a final blueprint of where you're going, because there are all these opposing forces and voices at play. A reality check is that you would need a set of rules that will take the metropolitan city more or less to some place where everybody is more or less happy.
If you don't know the future in a liminal space, guiding principles will get you still more or less in the direction you want. And it's not always about the optimum outcome, but about what you were able to manage at that point of time, at least trying to uphold the guiding principles. The same is true for the direction of blended, of good education. Blended is mainly a design challenge between face-to-face -face and online, mediated by technology. Today we look at two basic and essential guiding design principles for good education in the post-lockdown world. Flexibility and accessibility. Flexibility relates to time, space and content. In this sense, flexibility also relates to learner autonomy. Amongst the most important pedagogical innovations that distance education and online brought is the possibility to allow for individual learning pathways. Individual learning pathways are a very effective way to ensure differentiation for students who must catch up on certain topics or aspects. Usually in a simple form like options for extra modules or individual assignments with individual feedback, the idea is to stop assuming that all students start from the same starting point and it can vary per topic obviously. Individual pathways are also a wonderful way to add challenges for keen or passionate students. If you are a teacher in a unique track with smaller scale education and you dare to experiment, you may even consider working with learning ecologies. This means that you allow students to choose and create formal and informal realms by which they shape their own learning journey. Intrinsic motivation and personal growth are at the heart of such learning ecologies. From a brain angle, looking at how the brain learns best and memorizes best, an individual pathway would mean more effective teaching when well designed. Accessibility is a deep principle, a value even, for education. It resonates with ambitions of universities to foster equity, diversity and inclusion. The essential question here is, what makes good quality education and who can access that quality? Face-to-face -face time has unrivaled pedagogical value in teaching. The way it awakens the senses of our bodies, communicates with our brain, connects to another human, to material, experiences a space, nature, the atmosphere. And if you cannot realize face-to-face, -face, then at least let your teaching be bicronous, a combination of self-paced asynchronous education such as the learning platform online and synchronous teaching such as Zoom or Teams. Any undercurrents that are insisting on going back to how things were before lockdowns must be balanced with the equity that flexibility brings. But we don't make good quality education affordable by taking it completely to unfacilitated online realms. Those prove to be highly ineffective. Think of massive open online courses, MOOCs. On the other hand, if we make education fully classic and face-to-face -face again, going against the tide of online, we also make it exclusive and affordable to many, whilst at the same time, internet availability and reliability may be impeding for some to access full-fledged online learning technology. We explore this political, philosophical, even economical issue and the digital divide extensively in our paper. Find it in the literature of this podcast. Accessibility and flexibility collide when seen from the angle of diversity and inclusiveness.
Think of how students can choose diverse ways to learn, with resources they can choose that better fit their needs. They can decide they prefer to learn asynchronous, to better focus, or choose to work with peers collaboratively online in an asynchronous way. They can work on their own schedule and even go through a course in a non-linear way. In other words, they can personalize the learning journey, keeping an eye on the learning outcomes. In sum, if we follow the design guiding principles of flexibility and accessibility with the advantages of blended, by nature then, face-to-face -face time has a new value and meaning as the world opens up. It has become absolute premium time and it offers us an entry point for where to begin when designing blended teaching. And from there, you can invigorate your teaching with technology and develop the online learning and teaching. Where do you begin with blended design? I want to give you one, a pedagogical lens, and two, a practical concept today for a pragmatic idealist way to go about blended learning design and broaden your imagination so that you find more possibilities through your own inventiveness. The pedagogical lens I want to give you is re-envisioning face-to-face time from within your subject content. In other words, look at the content, the interdisciplinary content that you have for your module, course, your degree, and start designing from this absolute premium pedagogical time. What are key understandings, revelations, inspirations, challenges that learners can only truly comprehend through face-to-face -face dialogue, deep listening, and being present with all their senses and awareness in the same physical space with you as a teacher and peers. What would you design this face-to-face -face time to be like? What experience will students have? Do you dare to imagine? After you've gained clarity on the essential face-to-face -face experience in your module, your course, you can design what comes beforehand and afterwards in the learning journey. Approaching a blended learning journey like this helps you to avoid that you just make a series of activities in your blended design. Now instead, the learning journey has a clear point it works towards. Be balanced too. Think about constructive alignment. How does your blended learning journey relate to the learning outcomes of your course or degree? Be resilient. Design in an anticipating way one that will keep up with yourself and is in step with others. For example, be mindful of the material to be developed based on your ideas. If you look at your design from the angle of assessment and the amount of feedback to be given, you usually get a good wake-up call when you are about to deliver something impossible to realize in reality. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I want to give you a practical concept. This is flipping the classroom. You may have come across this term by now. There are some golden rules about how to do flipping the classroom. In its very essence though, and coming from a brain angle such as neuroscience, I would say that conceptually, flipping the classroom means that you use the face-to-face -face time for activating prior knowledge, for actively retrieving what was learned, using the understanding and skills, using it in new settings, in new constellations. This is called mental manipulation. That is a way to form lasting memories, deep learning in the brain. Everything that is not about that can be taken out of this premium face-to-face -face time into the online learning platform. This very knowledge clip that you are listening to now 
in the form of an audio podcast episode is a way to amplify the premium time that subsequent face-to-face session will be. In that time, we don't sit and rather passively listen to a talk, but instead start using the understandings, the skills, transferring them also to new settings. Podcasts can also be used to activate. It is a flexible and accessible way to flip the classroom. So, how can you start to design for good education? Innovate with pedagogy and a blended approach. It's not through collecting endless lists of ideas that work elsewhere, even as they may inspire you. You need a bespoke approach for your nature, for your content subject, for your setting. In essence, blended can become simple. Start from a deep understanding in your field and with face-to-face time as your prime pedagogical time in your content. Envision it in a whole new way, see it with new eyes and design the curriculum around it. Use your imagination, your inventiveness around limitations. Set essential guiding principles like we discussed today, flexibility, accessibility, and from there, start to experiment with how to amplify that face-to-face moment with the presence of an online platform and realm. What comes before to prepare the ground for it? What comes after to capitalize on it? You will discover that suddenly the online learning platform can be very essential, simple, when seen from this pedagogical lens. Start to make the pilots, the mistakes, the learning, the exchange, the inventiveness, the innovation, even the simplicity. The optimum blend is not a formula. It is a tailored balance, a bespoke approach for your unique nature and content module, course or degree as a teacher. In sum, we must all find our way in this changed world and in liminal spaces, times of transition, including do something with blended, even if you are reluctant and would prefer to go back to how things were before. You cannot deny that the impact of lockdowns affects all our education in lasting ways, be it in teaching or training. The fascinating aspect is in how face-to-face time has become absolute premium time. How can you re-envision your course or degree from this new value and meaning of face-to-face time? So, why not start sharing and imagining afresh with experts, peers, with students, today, What face-to-face experience do you long students to have to fully grasp, understand the concept, an idea, a principle, to have the revelations, inspirations, the challenges? That's where to begin, blended design. We covered a lot of ground today. I hope it settles well with you. I hope this episode helps you to find clarity and more confidence in your teaching design. So thank you for listening and I will see you again here for our next modules episode. Thank you for listening to our show. Our speech proofreader is Veronica Olivotto. Our team music was composed by Lucas Rampazzo. Initial audio production and ongoing advice by Paolo De Silo. How to design a resilient curriculum is executively produced by me, Tikva Breimer. This special edition audio podcast was made possible as part of a bespoke assignment for Utrecht University Honors College. Do you have a question that you want to have answered? Feel free to send me an email directly via audio at studioblended.com. I can't wait to hear from you.